0: Joining me right now after the big press conference yesterday, the governor of the state of Georgia, Governor Kip. How are you? Hey, morning, Eric. So let me, I, I got all sorts of questions for you. And it's the one I'm getting the most overwhelming from people is why is this the time to reopen?
1: Well, I think, you know, look, we continue to follow the science and the data, uh, the advice of Dr. Toomey and you know, the folks that are battling this on the ground every day, but it's also what what we're seeing out there and talking with hospital CEOs. Our bed capacity is continuing to go down. We have the ability to, to handle, you know, the so-called surge that we thought was going to be May 1st, that now the model has changed and said that the surge is actually behind us. We're certainly seeing that in places like Albany uh, with the data that's been flattening. Our emergency room visits are down. Uh, reports of flu-like illnesses is declining. So all of these things are gating us to move into that phase one um, category that the president talked about for opening up America. And I would I would just tell your listeners, too, Eric, this is not just throwing the keys out there to every business in the state and open them back up. The uh, stipulations with opening are still out there. Many businesses have been able to operate under those Guidelines before yesterday and before this Friday. This is simply allowing the businesses that we actually closed when we were going into the peak to try to make sure we had enough hospital beds in the state to reopen with minimum basic operations.
0: Now, there are some, like in in Middle Georgia, for example, in in Macon, the local hospital authorities and health officials are saying that their surge isn't going to come until sometime in may uh, is that deviating from what you guys are hearing or is that contemplated in in this uh, slow open
1: well I, i'm not really following the model that they're looking at i know our models are are not you know not pointing to that i'd have to look at macon specifically uh, but look we've seen surges in other places you know we had a one of the worst hot spots in the country in albany and we handled that situation while it was not fun going through uh, we put a lot of resources on the ground from the national guard we've stood up sheltered hospital facilities at phoebe north uh, and actually phoebe is taking patients from uh, tifton right now because they have their icu beds that are that are full whereas you know week 10 days ago they were diverting patients to other places but our hospital capacity now is as good as it's been plus we have the additional facilities that we're dropping in four uh, places around the state as well as the 200 extra beds at the World Congress Center that we opened the other day.
0: Now, one of the things I I have spent really two hours pointing this out that you were assailed in March by a number of people who said you needed to listen to the experts. And uh, when Dr. Toomey, who is is our resident expert in Georgia, said it was time to shut down the state, you did. And Dr. Toomey, I heard at the press conference, said she thinks if we keep these parameters in place, the state can be open. And and now suddenly people are attacking you for listening to the same experts. And there there seems to be a, a... A level of a no-win situation that you're in with people that moving forward, seeing some of the rhetoric out there that uh, you've got newspapers, media outlets, and and partisans that anyone who dies or gets this virus from here on out, it looks like they're prepared to blame you for it.
1: Well, that, that comes with the territory. Eric, I'm not worried about the pandemic politics that we're seeing from some. I'm following the science and the data. Uh, from a lot of people, a lot of conversations I've had with people that are living this on the ground every day, like your hospital CEOs that, uh, you know, have been dealing with this for months, but they're the ones saying that, look, a measured step forward is the right one to take. Uh, Dr. Toomey, you know, she's one of the best in the country, if not the best, in my opinion. You know, I've had at-length conversations with her as well as my staff has had with her looking at the data and the models and how the numbers change. And I think a lot of people don't really realize the numbers that we're posting every day, you know, those tests may have been taken five or six days ago. So the data is always trailing what's really happening on the ground. What we're seeing on the ground is, is where we want to be, and that's, that's coming down. And I realize we may see more cases come up. Uh, that's going to be the nature of putting more people back out into the workforce. But we're also a lot better prepared to handle this. If you remember back on the guidance early on to do the shelter in places and to do, you know, the 15 days to stop the spread that the president, the vice president were talking about, it was to keep our hospitals from getting overrun. We are in very good position right now well, where that will not happen. And I would urge my fellow citizens that they continue to follow the order that we still have in place, the shelter in place order. Practice strict social distancing. You know, don't travel unless you need to. Um, but, but there's also other medical and social ramifications of these business owners and these employees of not working, not being able to provide for their families. I mean, the strain that we're seeing on our food banks in the state right now with people literally um, getting in a position where they can't feed their families. You know, there are, there are health ramifications with that. On the mental health side, we're seeing increased trauma in our emergency room. And I would just say all the naysayers, you know, they're not worried about that part of it. But I have to be because that is something that will be detrimental to our society, not just while we battle this virus, but for generations.
0: Well, in I guess, in that regard, we keep hearing people like the the professor at Harvard the other day saying that we may have to shelter in place until there's a until there's a vaccine or someone else saying we may have to do it all over again. Uh, is is there a presupposition here, an underlying belief that at this point we, we we're not going to eradicate the virus. We need to start trying to figure out ways that we can, as a society, go about our lives and and mitigate and and suppress the virus as best we can while doing so.
1: Well, I, I would tell your listeners that you know I understand you know people from uh, smart people from Harvard getting quoted in newspaper articles, but <laughs> Dr. Toomey also went to Harvard, and she has a lot of real world experience on this, and uh, she is lockstep in what we're doing, so she feels very confident that. Well, she's confident in two things. She knows, number one, that Georgians had had adhered to our advice, and it's working. We have helped flatten the curve and are going to continue to do so. People will continue to act responsibly. But she also knows that, you know, we've got to deal with this situation we got. There's not going to be a cure that's going to be here next week or next month. Um, There's not going to be a vaccine that's going to be here yet next year or next month. But we now have the things in place to meet the gating criteria to move into phase one of the reopening of America. And part of that is for us to be doing a better job of testing, which i talked extensively, I mean extensively about that yesterday at the press conference of what the National Guard is doing. That is also going to free up Dr. Toomey and her team to do the contact tracing that we need to have in place to be able to run this thing down. You know, when we get a positive of someone and be able to contain the spread like we weren't able to do, and we didn't really understand or know, you know, number one, how quickly the virus was spreading, but number two, that, that we didn't even know it was here. I mean, I'm convinced from talking to healthcare folks and other people that there's a lot of people that had the coronavirus back in January that didn't test positive for the flu and didn't test positive for strep, couldn't figure out what was wrong with them, and then you know they they ended up coming to the other end of it and. They're well now, but they probably had the coronavirus.
0: You know, it, it's funny you should say that because I've had more than one person either on this program or or, the, or my other program have called in and said that if something either similar happened to them or, or, or someone in their family mid-January, flu, pneumonia, everything, tested negative for everything, and, and had come into contact with people who had come from abroad and yet couldn't get a COVID-19 test. And there seems to be this growing... A growing belief that that's that's the case. Now, it, before I let you get out of here, I, I feel obligated to ask you this question: the budget left unresolved for the coming year, clear tax revenue strain on the state. Uh, given what's going on, uh, what's your present thinking on on where we're going to head with that?
1: Well, it's not going to be a good one, that's for sure. I mean, we're taking it on the t- uh, chin from our revenue perspective. We'll know a lot more about that. Here in the next few days, when we see the updated numbers for the current month that we're in, you know, where the data on revenues is always trailing a month behind. So last month was actually fairly decent. Uh, We expect this month to be terrible, but we got to balance our budget. So I had some initial conversations with Lieutenant Governor Duncan, Speaker Ralston. Um, Our team has been talking to Chairman England and Chairman Tillery, uh, the budget appropriations chairs in the House and the Senate. And we're actually going to be meeting again this week to start get those conversations started and really start digging down as to how we're going to deal with that. And then we still, Eric, as you know, have a lot unknown of what's coming from the, the federal stimulus out there and how that will affect the states. They've sent us a, a lot of money to deal with the cost of the, of the COVID virus, but that doesn't deal with the revenue shortfall. So we're going to have some tough choices to make uh, in, the, in the future.
0: Well, listen. I, I'm I'm glad you're there to make those tough choices. I've been telling everybody that who's who's been complaining about the steps you've been taking. Think of the alternative. I'm I'm glad you're the one there making these decisions. I appreciate your leadership on this, and know it is no easy task. And and thank you very much for spending some time with me this morning.
1: Oh, great to be with you. And I would we'll just end with uh, you know I mentioned yesterday we did this on Monday. It didn't go in effect till Friday. We're going to be putting out guidance and. You know, a lot of public information in the next two or three days to continue to educate everybody on exactly what this means and how they're going to have to operate. And a, a lot of folks have, have overreacted too soon before even seeing you know, how folks are going to be dealing with this. We're having great conversations with the industry, and uh, I think people are going to see the new norm, and it's going to be a good thing for our state.
0: Well, let, let me just a- ask you real quick before you get off here then. It, it, one of the, the issues out there has been you've been very good, I think, with the shelter in place of not really cracking the whip on people, most people doing what they need to do. Uh, Will we see some level of of enforcement for these businesses once they get back to make sure they're doing what they need to do?
1: Yeah, we've been doing enforcement. We shut two businesses down yesterday that were operating in violation of the shelter in place. Uh, That is not what we want to do. What we've been doing is helping educate the public and help educate businesses on if they can be open, how they have to operate under the guidelines, or if they're out. You know, on a the beach that they can't, you know, stick a cooler and a umbrella in the ground. They got to go out there and take a walk or take the dog out or let the kids run around for a little bit and social distance themselves. So we'll continue to do that. I don't want to have to go around and write a bunch of tickets or, you know, start arresting people. But if people just do not adhere to what we're saying, we'll certainly do that. And the public's been a big part of that. They've You know, we've had a lot of complaints. Some of them warranted. Some of them were not. And we'll continue to do enforcement as needed so that people comply with the orders because they are um, to keep our people safe and they do work. And um, that's just, you know, how we're going to deal with it.
0: Well, Governor, thanks very much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. You too. Governor Brian Kemp. We will be back.